And there my drop did not drop. Oh, what a day, what a day, what a day. Usually I have my drop there, but there's no drop. So that is fine. I see Gorilla and Guns out there. Hey, Gorilla and Guns. We've got some really cool stuff to talk about today. I am being joined by my esteemed associate, Clover Tack. But before we get to Clover Tack, I just want to say thank you to Hawaiian House for sponsoring this episode of Fireside Chats. Hawaiian House makes some really cool stuff. You see this hat right here? Hawaiian House hat. They make some t-shirts and everything else. And for Hawaiian House today, if you go to HawaiianHouse.org and use the code CRUMPY, you get 10% off your whole order, which is amazing. Also, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash John Crump. Everyone at the $5 above level is about to get a special gift. I will show you what that is. I also have a Super Chat Active. I see Joe out there. What's up, Joe? $25 get you a book. I think Joe had a book shipped out to him with some patches and some stuff, other stuff as well. I have one of the patches left, which I can't. Ah, here it is. Right here, dropped on the floor. The final No Quarter for Tyrants patch, never to be made again. And now for the final thing before we get to our guest. The 2,000 subscriber giveaway. Once we hit 2,000 subscribers, I will be giving away this Mantis X10 Elite. Mantis X10 Elite will help you improve your shooting. It, uh, it's, Mantis is like the Tesla of guns. All right. Now let me get to my guest. I'm going to bring him on right now. He is the esteemed tactical leprechaun himself, Clover Tack. What oh. up, John? And not much. I hear you're having some storms down in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it's raining down in Texas. Isn't that the Stevie Ray Vaughan? Uh, Texas flood. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly certainly doing it uh, earlier. Man, talking about that Manus X-10 Elite, I will say this. Uh, for those out there, that X-10 Elite is all-encompassing. That X-10 Elite will do rifle, pistol, shotgun, and archery. And the archery stuff on it is amazing. And air gun and dry firing. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, air gun, it'll work. But, man, the archery is crazy with the uh, archery app and all the things you can do with that. It is insane. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool product for sure. And a good, pretty darn good giveaway for 2,000 subscribers. So, good job on that. Yeah. Uh, the guys over at Mantis have uh, been... Um, Really good to me. Uh, I've been using their product for a long time. I have one of their Blackbeards. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Blackbeard. It's not released yet, but it's coming out soon. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it lets you dry fire your AR. Yep. Um, the bolt carrier and charging handle gets removed, and the battery pack goes in the mag well. So you stick it in. The battery pack looks like a mag, so you stick that in, uh, and you stick the the other part which is like the bull carrier and charging handle and it resets the trigger so you can dry fire and there's a little laser in there so you have these little laser apps so you can dry fire and sight in your rifle and practice everything especially in these days where yeah. ammo is so hard to get it, mm -hmm. it's a godsend and I, I i've been playing with it like every day i absolutely love it i'm gonna play with mine every day i've used mine merely for archery uh, and that's kind of was the deal we cut because they weren't getting a lot of, um, 
videos and you know testing and stuff with archery and another thing that they wanted was some shotgun feedback and i've got to try to before the end of the year um i got to try to get a few videos and some stuff done with mine with with shotgunning and and see how well that works problem is you know when i say problem maybe a good thing i suck at shotgun sports so um i might actually benefit from it with uh with shotgunning archery i'm pretty darn good so um I wasn't able to, uh, you know, when you, when you're good at something and you, you put a device on there that tells you what you're doing wrong, it's kind of hard. You have to intentionally screw up, you know, um, to be able to figure it, you know, to be able to figure out if it's working or not. Uh, I was using it and I'm like, is this thing working? Is it working? And so I would intentionally cant the bow and intentionally drop my arm and do some crazy things. And then you could see the difference. So it's going to be interesting when I move into shotgunning with it. Like I said, I suck so bad at it. To see what uh, kind of feedback I get off of it. Yeah, shot shotguns scare me right now. Um, I had my shoulder rebuilt uh, like probably a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shooting at twelve gauges with slugs is uh, ah, when, when you had a your shoulder rebuilt. Well, shotgun sports, you're not going to be shooting slugs. That's first of all, and. But, uh, but you know, you can always I'm, go with something like a, uh, you know, you get the right 28 gauge or even the right 20 gauge out I, there. I got a 410 gauge right now, but my 12 <sighs> gauge, um, I can only shoot slugs in my range. Uh, you got to remember, uh, I'm, I'm not out in the country. I have no open land near me. Every there's no, there's no shotgun clubs? Y'all got no shotgun clubs around there? Not really, no. Really? There, there's one, but uh, there's like a waiting list. Well, maybe that's what you need to do. Break off some of that big uh, John Crump money and open a shotgun club, man. Come on. Dude, there's no land. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Ah, knock a few, knock a few, uh, few uh, low-income housing developments down or something. and You know, you know where I live at, right? Pull a Trump. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Northern Virginia, there is no low-income housing. <laughs> well, I, you know, pull a truck, dude. Use eminent domain and just get yeah. ruthless. Get ruthless with it, man. Get this: there is a there is low-income housing, but it's not what you think. It's it not is. that type of low-income housing. I got you. Yeah. Well, low-income housing to order to qualify for it, if you're single, you have to make eighty-seven thousand dollars or less a, a year. Or if your family family income has to be below one hundred and fifty. Wow, <laughs> and that's our low income housing. Wow, that's crazy, man. You know that I could, you know, the low income housing around here. Some of it's horrible, but there's some really nice places. Um, yeah. I did some IT work and stuff for for one of them. Uh, can't even think of the name of it now. It's been so many years ago, but uh, that was a super nice complex and all um super nice and i thought it was like high income apartments and stuff honestly you know i didn't realize it was you know uh what do you call it when they subsidize i didn't i didn't realize it was subsidized by pud and all this other stuff until i started doing the it work there and you would overhear things in the main office you know while i was doing it work and man they asked for income and all this other stuff and they would help the the prospective tenants, you know, fill out the paperwork, try to qualify and all this other, it was, it was insane. Uh, beautiful, beautiful apartment complex out yeah. there. The only reason why I know like 
how much you have to make for the low income housing around here because for a low income housing, I, I, I don't even want to call it a project, but whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I kept on noticing that everyone who lived there, a lot of them drove like Teslas and BMWs. So I looked into how much you have to make and I was just blown away. Wow. Like, it's wow. not exactly low-income housing, but, you know. Yeah, I guess low-income compared to the the median average or whatever, right? Yeah, our median average here is like 129. Yeah, okay. see, that's horrible. Ours, ours here is, is uh, about 12,000, <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I live, big I, difference. I live in the land of politicians and government workers so yeah there you go. if you want to know where your money tax fair money is going there you go right there mm -hmm. <laughs> apparently it's going to non-low income low income housing so yeah yeah it, it, it's so, crazy but it's basically based on um whatever uh i just want to show my new patch that uh we actually just put up for uh, pre-launch, you know, pre-order, and it will be it's available for pre-order now. I uh -huh. will make it and uh, the the YouTube chat. But let me go ahead and show it to everyone out there because I don't. A lot of people haven't seen it yet, and it's the here it is. Oh. It is the Crumpy Militia Patch. That's pretty cool. Designed by yours truly. You should have made it flipping everybody off. That would have been better. And you tell me that now. That <laughs> would have rubbed somebody the wrong way, I'm sure. It would have been, uh, I don't want to say PC, but what is the word? Family friendly. It wouldn't have been as family friendly. And I've seen some people get heat over patches like that. So, Oh, I already got heat on this one, actually. Really? Because the arm is white. Really? Yeah. Well, you're white. So, uh, that's it's what it does. Crumpy militia. It's not the person of color militia. Yeah, but uh, yeah, somebody, uh, I posted on Instagram and a couple of people were like, why that? Why did that be a white arm? Ah, uh, you know, people get people get upset over anything nowadays. Like, well, for one thing, uh, you don't by uh, like looking at your profile with are your marks for lives crap. You know, <laughs> you're not going to listen to my podcast anyway. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, you know, usually the people that have the strongest opinions are people that his opinions do not matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that to be the case most of the time. So I'm like, I really don't care what you think. Right. Ah, nah, it's a, it's, a, it's okay. Yeah, yeah I got a uh, G-Web sent me, you know, the patch batch uh, for those that got into that uh, this year. The the patches are being made, and mine is still a surprise design. But, um, yeah, he sent me a little video of the uh, robots over there in China making the making the patches so it's uh they're gonna turn out good looks like yeah they, they are gonna turn out good uh the company that he used uh, is a company that i use for my patches if you don't, don't know, know all my patches like this one right here uh, the last one five dollar super chat you can have it or five dollar uh patreon all my patreons at the five dollar level gets all the patches i make 
but all the patches um are uh are like one time like limited edition i only get them made a hundred at a time yep. and that's it once i have once yep. those hundreds are gone i'm not making that design i go with another design and i already have another design worked out um but but yeah uh you're no, I, I agree with it that's the way that's the way to go i mean that way everybody you know they've they've got something it, it makes the because people like to trade patches you walk around shot show with ra there's people that walk around literally with binders full of patches and, and that's they go to trade patches literally and um you know it's it ups the trade value when you do something like that um so i do i think it's kind of cool you know. I do the same thing. I mean, mine, uh, you know, the, the logo that's on the screen, I've got those patches, of course. And, but I ch I'll change up the border around the circle, you know, to a different color or something like that. Uh, every run I make that way, at least it's a little bit different, you know, because there'll be people out there that want to collect all the colors and, and what have you. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like that. It's a uh, kind of a, 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 a funny thing with militias and everything being demonized everywhere. That I'm gonna name my pa my my Patreon. I've been trying to step up my Patreon game a lot. You're really good at Patreon. I kind of stuck at it. I'm just too busy, but I got. I don't know, bro. I get email notices from you all the time. It's like John Crump did this on Patreon. John Crump did that. I'm like, yeah, but not, not not as much as I should. Um, I'm also have a, I also have subscribe starved people. So, uh, I haven't I haven't jumped over to subscribe star yet and try, you know that's one of the things that you know I just I don't know um uh, I don't know enough about you use subscribe star right so what you yeah say? yeah I use it um so there's some people who don't have patreon they won't use patreon for uh well if I had people that come to me and they said that they they just absolutely won't use Patreon, which I think is asinine. But if they say that they absolutely won't use Patreon, this gets back into those that have a really high opinion, but then they don't really want to put their money where their mouth is, so to speak. Um, so a lot of people that badmouth, I find that badmouth Patreon, they wouldn't support you if you went over to Subscribestar or somewhere else anyway. They just want to complain. But um, my well, question I about, about Subscribestar is because I haven't went over there, like I said, haven't even looked into it because I really don't want to split up the, the focus, is as far as a platform, Patreon, you've got all these different facets and ways of engagement and things you can do. Is Subscribestar set up the same way, or is it just a support mechanism? No, no, you, you can do almost everything. It's a, it's a different format, of course. Uh, it, it doesn't look exactly the same. Uh, Patreon is a little bit more user-friendly to use for uh, a creator, but you can do everything I, I, on Subscribestar. Um, nice. I would say Subscribestar is the equivalent of coding HTML instead of using like a Wix. Uh. So you can uh, get, you can actually do more on Subscribestar but it's just not as easy. So if uh, you're good at like coding or HTML and stuff like that, then you can do a lot with Subscribestar. But uh, Patreon is, you know, you got you got your little window. You click there and you click what you want to do. Oh yeah, the UI is, is beautiful. Yeah, it, it's not. You know, I found this about Patreon though. I, their servers or something is squarely over there because. 
they're down an awful lot. You'll jump over there and they'll like, this is a saved page. We're working on this or, you know, and that worries me every now and then. I'm like, man, with all the millions of, you know, dollars that are flowing through there and, and different creators, I think there's something like, what, 50,000 creators over there or something? Yeah. You know, and, you know, everybody's reliant upon the eggs in that basket and then it, it so it bothers me when i i go to log in or jump over there and, and something squirrely on there i'm like ooh, hope they get that fixed yeah well they had that big lawsuit uh where uh <laughs> they got screwed by their own terms of service mm-hmm. where they said you know you you waive your right to sue us but we'll we'll cover mediation and then like a group of like a thousand people got together to mediate <laughs> And then they're like, oh, we don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And the court said, oh, you have to. <laughs> if, they, if they put it in before you change the terms of service. Right. So they ended up having um, to pay out millions in mediation fees and stuff like that. You know, speaking of, uh, you know, UI, I know you, I, I don't know if you still do, but I know you've done some work in the past for Facebook at all. Man, what do you hate me. What do you what do you think? Well, I mean, you still you had said some insight, but what do you what do you think of their new interface and all? Because I have had nothing but trouble out of it. It is slow as molasses. It's just it's horrible. Well, I worked at Facebook for three years, so I was kind of pushed to go to the new interface. So, I mean, I really can't compare it to the old interface because I've been using the new interface for a couple of years now because they made us beta test it. We didn't have a choice. Our accounts were tied to it. Oh. But yeah. now that I'm gone, um, and they actually deleted my old account because they said I'm of a dangerous person or something like that. Really? I'm an extremist. So, uh, I really can't compare it to the old one because I haven't used the old one uh, in like Probably like three years. I mean, I liked the old one better. Um, I think a lot of people did, which is why it stayed in development hell for years. And I guess they just decided, hey, I'm not over there anymore, so I don't know the reasoning, but I guess they just decided uh, we got it close enough because it... it, Oh, hold on, hold on, Clover. Oh, I'm going to have that. I, I do. Hold on. Joe's out there breaking off the big bucks. I'll buy that for a dollar. I got that one. I'll give you your Wolverines, too. Wolverines! Yeah, thank you, Joe. Um, if you don't know, all my all my Patreon, Super Chats, everything else like that goes to my niece, Bella. My niece, Bella, has uh, DIPG, which is an aggressive form of childhood brain cancer. Um, we just bought our puppy with the Patreon money and the... Uh, really? Super chat money. Yeah, so like everything, like Super Chats, Patreon, my book sales, all that money, everything. E- even like my patch sales, everything on BlackFunTactical.com, all that stuff, all the profits, uh, and everything goes to my niece. So, what kind of puppy did you get? Or did she get? Uh, I, I will show you. I don't know what the hell type of puppy they are. Um, I was going to say, was it a rescue or actual... Got it from a breeder. Uh, I think they got it from a breeder. We just gave him the money to go get it. <laughs> he went and got it. Yeah, here it is. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I saw a picture up there, and I don't know. I don't know dog breeds good enough. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. But uh, I will show you the puppy once I get her up. Let's go. We have a little private Facebook group, uh, like uh, you know, for people to like do stuff. I'll show you here. It's a cute puppy, though. It is a small little puppy. Let me remove that. So it won't get, it's a small breed. It won't get big. What you're saying? Yeah, it won't get big. It won't get much bigger than that. Well, that's like a Pomeranian or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. So those, that are, those are good little dogs. My grandmother had, well, my grandmother and aunt, her sister, uh, both had one. And um, they're, they're pretty good little, pretty good little puppies. And yeah, they don't, they don't get big. That's a lap dog for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of puppies she wanted. Um, They're nice and fluffy, you know. That's what's cool about them. Yeah, she's been wanting a puppy ever since she was a little girl. Um, She's nine now, and it's just, it breaks my heart that she finally got it, but how she got it. Right. But I'm also glad that we, we, with the community, I would say we, the community as a whole, um, was able to come together and make her life a little bit nicer. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Pomeranian. Um, what I want to do, and she doesn't know this is we're trying to get enough money to fly uh, her, her sister, her mom and dad down to Disney world, hopefully this spring. Oh, nice. If, she, if she's well enough. Um, that's everything's up there because of that. Right. Um, if she's well enough, we'll fly them all down. Uh, well, there's not any programs out there to help with that. You would think there would be some programs out there that would help with that. There is. There is. The issue with is with COVID, a lot of them, um, they're still fundraising and everything, but they're uh, not. But they're not making any plans. And right now, there is there's like a big backlog. Yep. Because it just keeps on getting. Yeah, they haven't been able to keep up with the with the requests. Yeah, the word, basically, yeah. yeah so that makes sense. Any requests? Yeah, that, that sucks. Makes sense though. Yep. So yeah, stupid <coughs> has screwed everybody up. Yeah, and plus, you know, if uh, if if we can do it ourselves without having to do it, okay. that frees up a spot for someone else who can't. Oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yep. That that's the way we look at it. Yep. But we've been, I've been able to raise quite a bit of money for her, which is good. Well, you're one of the good guys, bro. So yeah, next time she comes down cuz they got to go back and forth because of uh, you know, her treatment's actually in DC. So she comes down every few, every few weeks. So next time she comes down, she's gonna do another podcast with me. Cause, uh, nice. She, she likes doing the podcast. So have you got any? Uh, I know we were talking pre-chat a little bit. Have you got any? Uh, you got your hands on any cool uh, new toys or anything lately? My article on the Ghost Gunner Three should be out soon. Ah, nice. The Ghost Gunner 3 is an amazing product, man. What all can you do with that? 
1911 Glocks, ARs, like AR-15s, and basically anything a CNC machine can do, it can do. Now, do you have to? Do you have to have? Is that for finishing an 80, or is that just literally a block of aluminum or whatever? Uh, What it comes with is to finish an 80. You can actually get uh the actual code to do a block of aluminum, but there are certain things that you would have to do outside the ghost gunner. Gotcha. Um, like the, uh, like, uh, for example, like the rear, it tend to be kind of hard to finish, you know, that little hole that goes and holds the, uh, yeah. For the buffer tube to thread all that. Well, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. But, um, there's people who have yeah. used them to do, blocks of aluminum yeah but the 1911s you can do from a block of aluminum pretty easy just all yeah, i could i could see that all to where the buffer tube is that almost you almost have to do that on a lathe yeah most you know um you can do everything else basically besides yeah. that so that's pretty neat, that's pretty neat. uh does it do is it strictly aluminum or will it do other metals or polymer or what's the uh, what kind of media it, you can use it's any conductive metal uh you can do polymer but you have to have a special polymer kit to do polymer uh, okay yeah. that it makes it that actually adds the conductive part points to it ah uh, gotcha but anything that actually um Anything that's actually metal, because that's how it determines the shape and everything by mm-hmm. by sending a charge through it. Gotcha. Which is kind of cool. Uh, that's it's interesting. Cool. Cody is an interesting character, man. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a buddy that man, he's real big into three D printing, and he's got a room set up, an entire room dedicated to it with scores, half dozen, eight, I don't even know, three different three D printers. The room uh, he's no, no, it's not Rogue. It's another guy here locally, uh, and I've I've threatened, and that that may be a Christmas present with Christmas coming up uh, is a three D printer because he doesn't do any gun related stuff, but we talked about it, and I was like, man, I, I'm seriously interested, and he was showing me plans that he could download. He's a member on several forums and different things. He's like, oh man, you can get built. We can you can build trigger guards, magazine extensions, this, that, the other. You know, all kinds of crazy, weird rail covers, and you, you name it, right? Yeah. And uh, my uh, work sign that I printed. Yeah, I mean, just all kinds of things, and so, um, you know, I, I told him, and cheap too. Uh, we were talking about he was showing me a uh, a Glock, uh, basically a Glock receiver, right? And he's like. Oh yeah, you could do this. Here's the plan. You know, we'll do this. And they, I forgot how many hours. It was pretty crazy. He said that you know it took to do it. But he's like, oh, you could do this in the X number of hours. And I'm like, yeah, how much would that cost though? And he's like, oh, about five bucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, not counting the electricity, obviously. But he's like, yeah, about five bucks. And I'm like, holy crap. He's like, yeah. He said that's actually expensive. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, because you would want to do it. He knows all the difference in the filaments that you use. You know. And he's like, yeah, you would want to use a higher grade filament. You'd want to use this or whatever. And he said, yeah, it costs about five bucks on that. He said, you could do it on the cheap stuff for probably like a buck and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. 
my Glock that I used to print that I, I pet G, I used pet G and uh, it ran me a little bit under $5 to print wow. that. Uh, and I got yeah. like 6,000 rounds through it and it's still running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's awesome. I've, I've done other like AR lowers and stuff like that and they run fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a problem. I mean, I don't have anything that's, that's 3D printed, you know, or nothing, but I've got several, uh, you know, ARs built on polymer lowers. Now, admittedly, they're all, you know, truck, I mean, not truck, but uh, bench slash, you know, hunting rifles, basically. So they don't get thrown around or, you know, beat around or anything like that. Um, they're taking pretty good care of it, and I haven't had any. And they don't get run hard, you know, run hard and put up with either. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've got them that are a decade plus old, you know, Polymer Ray ARs, people give, you know, polymer stuff, a, a, you know, lip sometimes. And I've seen, you know, the worst place is at the rear, right, where the buffer tube screws in. Um, that's usually where they where they go if they go. Yeah. Um, and, of- it, and it makes me wonder a lot of times if somebody didn't drop it. You know what I mean? Because that would be the first place to go if you drop it. In a butt, you know what? It landed butt first and torqued it. It would crack that. Yeah, a lot of companies are using metal inserts now for. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. and not just for the uh, and not just for that area either, yeah. but they're using it for several areas in the lower. Yeah, they're putting metal bushings and stuff in there. Yeah, yep. to reinforce everything. Um, yeah, there is a company I've been trying to get. They're kind of hesitant about. Um about uh me writing an article about it but uh there is a 3d printer that it prints um and um it's a metal filament yeah right and it's the durability the tensile strength and everything exceeds that of aluminum (laughs) oh man the uh you know the technology is only getting better you know what I mean? Um, I was I was flabbergasted because, like I said, my buddy had the 3D printers, and I went over there. I forgot even why I went over there, but I went over there for some reason. Uh, and it was back before all the <coughs> started. And uh, anyway, I knew he was 3D printing, but I didn't know he had that kind of a setup, you know. And you know, we got to talking. He was showing me a bunch of stuff, and I just I just asked. I was like, you know, I figured. You know, to get into a 3D printer, you were looking nowadays. You know, I knew used to it was five, ten grand, and I was like, "Well, it's probably a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks." And he's like, "Oh, the best machine I got over there." And I was bracing myself, right, because I thought he was going to tell me like five grand. He's like, "The best machine I got over there." He's like, "Nah, about five, six hundred bucks." <laughs> I'm like, "Holy Moses, are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, dead serious." I'm like, wow, stuff has come way down. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, you see the technology and the filaments like you're talking about is better. Uh, he's got one that prints submerged. Have you seen that where it it's liquid? Yeah, I have. Those, those are pretty cool for, for fine details and stuff like that. Uh, man, that, that sucker does a an amazing job. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one of those because I have a, a few for, for 3D printers. Um, 
and they're kind of messy. Well, he didn't say anything about that. I could see how they probably would be. Um, I don't completely. I'm not going to pretend to understand how they work, but I know that it's a liquid filament rather than on a roll like fishing line or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah they're kind of uh, they're. I mean, they're nice. Uh, they're just messy, <laughs> and they're more expensive than everything else. Yeah, uh, like the filament. Well, in the sur and the surface area on the one he had, that's what he said. Well, like, the thing is, he's, he's like you could only do like vertically. You could do quite a bit, but the the surface area, the like the width or whatever of things, uh, wasn't but about I'm gonna say maybe maybe six inches, something like that. Yeah, that that's the only problem with them. They're they're very they're very. Um, mess they're, they're they're very little uh what i want there's a company called mark for forge that does uh carbon fiber felt uh, like printing which is awesome mm -hmm. also expensive but still awesome yep but uh, it's just something that um i think that's gonna change when, when those no suckers come down in price and you can print them metal and carbon fiber then it's gonna for a reasonable price. It's gonna be awesome, right? There'd be no you no uh, no no uh, reason to like order a metal part if you can just print it. You know, right? Just print it up. Can you imagine when we were kids and people would tell us that you know, oh, you might uh, have a replicator when you grow up. Like in Star Trek. Uh -huh. And uh, we're also going to have a device in your pocket Almost. with all known human knowledge. You would laugh at them. Almost, yeah. Um, you know, people were doing that. It just depends on what, what part of the country you grow up in and stuff. But I can remember even me as a kid. Um, you know, I can remember uh, machine shops. You know, I was around... Uh, you know, blue collar, you know, the rural area here, a lot of blue collar stuff, right? So around, you know, wood shops, uh, cabinets, you know, woodworking shops, and uh, especially with my grandfather and uh, with my dad and uncles and stuff, machine shops. And so, I mean, I've seen people on that type of stuff back in the day growing up making all sorts of stuff, which is similar to what you're talking about. I mean, a replicator in a way. Uh, may, they may be replicating it in wood instead of plastic, like a 3D printer, or uh, you know, on a lathe or a mill or something like that, doing it out of metal. Um, but I've seen a lot of stuff <laughs> back then replicated, so it yeah. wasn't that far. wasn't that far of a stretch. I mean, it's not anything I conceived for sure. Yeah. Instead, I said, "Oh, this is coming." But when it did come out, I thought, you know, it didn't surprise me. I was like, "It makes sense," you know. Yeah, but like a one button push. Uh, Chris Shoemake wants to know how much uh, through uh, uh, a carbon fiber, uh, how much of a good 3D printer um, you can get. You can get them for only a couple hundred dollars. That does really good jobs now. Yeah, um, that buddy of mine said the best one he's got, and it has a big surface area and all of that. You could literally make, uh, man, you could make butt stocks out of it. I mean, it's got that much surface area. If you want to talk about firearm parts, right? You could make uh, quadrilles, four ends, and stuff with it. 
uh, 15 inch, you know, quarter rails and things like that with it. It's that big. Uh, and he said it was five to 600 bucks. Yeah. The, the most expensive one I have is like 800. And he was running and he has some in there that he was using now that cost him as little as like, like you're saying a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. A couple pretty, hundred pretty dollars cheap. Monoprice.com has some really good 3d printers. That he, very he said, he said, and if you know any better, I mean, because like I said, I'm speaking strictly off of what he was telling me, but he said that a lot of it with the better price is like the interface and the software. It's easier to use. The more expensive it is, the easier it is to use. Some of the cheaper stuff, you know, requires a little bit of programming and tweaking and stuff that the more expensive stuff just doesn't. Well, the more more expensive stuff have stuff like self leveling and stuff like that, which isn't right, 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 that yeah. hard to do. Um, right. It's really not that hard to do. If you want to get into the 3D printing, buy yourself like a one for $200, $300 and start printing that and then work your way up from there. Because you really don't need self leveling and like laser leveling and stuff like that. Or uh, like I have ones that print, uh, they print, they have different filaments and they print at the same time. So you, you're not limited to like one filament. So you can like layer it like blue and red, whatever you want to do, stuff like that. Um, right. Changing subjects. You're doing a YouTube thing on Monday nights now, right? I have moved the Instagram podcast basically to YouTube playing around. Yeah. yeah. What made that? What made you do that decision? Um, I'm playing around. I mean, the channel was growing. Uh, put out a little video yesterday for Labor Day, and I was kind of talking about some channel updates. But I had something really strange happen. Uh, there's a lot of channels out there: Ghost, Sarge, Snob. I mean, a, a bunch of them. That Shot Show came, and they just rocket ship, man. And uh, I fell off the edge of a cliff for whatever reason <laughs> after Shot Show. It was it was crazy. Look at my analytics. And I got a little screenshot up. In that video, but y'all you know, don't mind showing people, but literally, I mean, it just nosedived off a cliff. And uh, there's a few other channels that, well, I won't mention them because I don't know if they want to put out that their channels did that. But uh, there's a few other ones that, that attended SHOT Show and stuff that did the same thing. And it's like, it's weird. Uh, but what's crazy is the growth, even though I fell off that you know cliff, uh, the growth since then has been crazy. And so... There's a few things that I wanted to play around with on the YouTube side of things, uh, analytic-wise. And part of that was to for me to get some consistent one-hour live streams on a regular basis um, to kind of throw that into the mix. So I thought, okay, well, we're going to do a return to uh, YouTube because I once did them on YouTube on Monday nights years ago. And uh, I was running every, every day of the week except for Tuesday, I think it was um on uh on youtube there at one time and i thought okay let's move it to youtube i can uh, this will give me kind of a litmus test or whatever right for uh the analytics that i want to uh, play around with and look at it and, and just see how it goes i mean if it goes as well the, the people like it if it's more engaging than instagram may continue to run it even longer than a few weeks so uh, it's so far the last couple weeks doing pretty good. I, I've, I've changed the format up a little bit. Uh, Instagram was primarily just me, but a lot of that had to do with um, just the interface on Instagram. Uh, for example, for whatever reason, I, I don't know what's up with my account on Instagram and Ghost's account, but 
it's like we can't join each other on an Instagram chat. It will tell us it's not available or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so it was kind of always a basically just me. And I thought, okay, with, with now that I'm back on YouTube, this could be interesting. I'll bring in just one. It won't be like a Thursday night show where we have a panel, but I'll bring in one buddy, so to speak, or friend, you know, every week to hang out. And, uh, you know, that'll give me a chance to be able to try to keep up a little better with the chats because, um, you get more people on the YouTube side. You get more people out in the chat. The chat's scrolling. It's hard to keep up, especially if you got a good conversation going. And uh, last night, it got crazy. I mean, we started off talking about some really good stuff, it being Labor Day, talking about careers and jobs that people have that are beneficial to the economy that people don't even think about it, you know. Uh, you know, I have had people from uh, – uh, tool and die makers. Oh, I'm a tool and die maker. And I'm like, yeah, you don't realize a lot of people don't realize the tool and die makers out there make the things that make the things that make the things, you know what I mean? And it's like, they don't, they don't understand uh, that aspect a lot of times. So there's, there's our economy and, and all these careers and jobs and, and things that people do is, is important. So that's a big part of Labor Day. And somehow we got on to life in the universe and alien technologies and other things somehow before it ended i don't know how it went down that rabbit hole but uh it got pretty crazy there at the end but you never know on a monday night when the when the chat out there is kind of driving the conversation you you never really know where it's going to end up yeah we've been on some um some open forum chats that uh have went off the rails uh a lot of times after the chats ended, <laughs> go way off the rails. Oh, oh, after chat is insane for those out there listening, watching, whatever. And, you know, you're thinking about, you know, turning on a camera, doing your own thing and whatever. Uh, start out by, you know, just being a guest on something because I'm going to tell you what the pre chat and the post chat that the public never sees a lot of times is by far the most interesting of conversations that you'll ever have. Sometimes you do an hour-long live stream and you'll have a four-hour post-chat. Yeah, Ghost, you and I had a... <laughs> Pretty epic stuff. Yeah, we've had several that way, for sure. Yeah, you're using my investigative journalism. <laughs> well, and even when we're not, we do that on a Thursday night for the nerd chat. We'll get off, and there's a lot of things that the creators don't want to talk about you know, publicly with it going on with their channels or whatever it might be. We'll talk about that or uh, ghost chat. We've done it on his on, on Tuesday nights. His is later tonight, by the way, for anybody wondering Armed citizen podcast over on ghost tactical. So jump over there here in a little bit. Um, but in the after chat on that, a lot of times we will talk about, we'll share industry contacts. You know what I mean? Uh, or the gear report guys. When we do gear report, I think is doing their stuff on Wednesday nights. Now, um, We'll talk about, hey, has anybody got a contact for this company? Yeah, you know, contact this company. So there's a lot of behind the scenes and the networking and the camaraderie that goes on in those after chats. So it's, it's, it, it can get weird and crazy. I agree with you, but it also, on the flip side of that, can be very productive and helpful to a channel as well. Okay. Um, you're talking about uh, companies. Uh, what's going on between you and Rock Island? Um, well, I had somebody 
that uh, sort of suggested with uh, a lot of the Rimfire stuff that I'm doing and, and other things, they suggested that I get in contact with uh, Arms Corps or Rock Island Armory and uh, maybe check out that um, XT-22 Magnum. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know it existed uh, until they told me this. I feel kind of bad about it. Um, but uh, I, saw, I was like, okay. And I'm like, well, I don't have a contact for them. So uh, thankfully, Ghost, don't know if he's out there, but thank you, Ghost. Ghost, there. Ghost gave me a kind of sort of lead. <laughs> um, so Ghost gave me a lead that ended up not really being the lead that I needed. Uh, but I mean, not a direct lead, but it got me through a person, through a person, through a person, through a person, uh, finally to who I needed to, to talk to or whatever. It's a really weird, for those that don't know, when you're dealing with these companies and you're dealing with media and marketing, uh, it kind of depends on what you do as to who it is the person you need to talk to or what you're wanting to do. Uh, you know, and, a lot of course, still. And then their structure, you know what I'm saying? Their corporate structure, and do they outsource it, their stuff, their media to, you know, a certain, another company. And there's a lot of minutia and nuance in it. But, um, but anyway, finally got in touch with uh, uh, a guy I needed to talk to. And then he turned me on to their marketing firm, which is, I'm sure you know Riley and Jacob and them from concealcarry.com, right? So that's, that's who they're right. That's who they're marketing, and I'm like, I know those guys. What well, the crap? I, well, I need to talk to them. Um, I I did a review for Rock Island Armory, uh, like uh, one of their pistols and shotguns, all, uh -huh. like a year and a half ago, and they changed yeah. marketing companies. So, like, I was like, well, I, I I need a return label to ship this back. They're like, oh, we don't work for them anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, <laughs> who do I talk to then? And they said, I'll someone will contact you. Maybe they wasn't, but um, Steve is who I talked to. That's who I was having a conversation with before I came on with you. Uh, and he was telling me, yeah, go over to, and I forgot their marketing company, Midnight Run, Midnight Ride Marketing, or Midnight Ride something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, something along that lines. Anyway. Yeah. So I still have some of their guns. I need to get back to them. But they, they uh, uh he anyway, he told me, Steve told me that he was uh uh that he was gonna retire at the end of the year and that they brought uh Jacob and Riley and them in to sort of take over what he does. So they're kind of working together right now because at the end of the year he's gonna retire or something along that lines. So I don't know. Uh, All I know is so I'm they're gonna instead of instead of having somebody in house, I guess, doing it, Rock Island Armory, Arms Corps, whoever, uh, they are going to they're apparently gonna outsource that out to them guys. Well, the well they, they they had it outsourced before and they brought it back in. Yeah. And the company that they outsourced to, I guess they didn't like a trial thing. And I, I just happened to be on one of the trials. Yeah. So when I was like done with it, I was like, well, I need a return label. And they're like, well, you know, we're not working with them anymore. And they're like, you're on your own. They'll contact you if they want it back. Ghost out there saying that's who con that's who contacted him. Maybe a different department for different guns. But, but yeah, you got me there, bro. So thanks. I mean, it, it, that was better than what I had. So, um, but yeah, it was weird. I mean, I still don't understand their marketing 
media structure. I mean, it's 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 weird because you basically got two gals, or it sounds like women's names, and then Steve, and then you've got Jacob Riley and them involved on their end with the marketing too. So you got what four or five people there. It's it's I don't know. It's a weird structure, but um, yeah, uh, anyway, a- they 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 sent me, uh, and I didn't even have time to look at it before I had to jump on with you, but they did send me a list because I tell everybody the same thing. I'm like, look, I'm interested in checking out X, Y, and Z. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm more interested in helping in helping you and helping your, your company with whatever you say that you would like to see some help with. So um, with that, uh, they sent me uh, – kind of a catalog some catalog pages steve did uh of some things that he's like man we we really need some work done with these <laughs> so so we're gonna see how that uh we're gonna see how that plays out yeah i mean yeah. i may not may not get my hands on that xt22 just yet but he did say that you know at any time we could, we could probably do work out whatever but i don't want to get overwhelmed either because uh the other lesser known secret ghost out there can attest to this and you can, I'm sure anybody else is we put out these feelers and we talk to these companies and next thing you know, it's like, okay, we got three, four, five guns that are coming or not just guns, but could be anything, right? Uh, three, four, five, six items coming. And we sit around and sit around and we twiddle our thumbs and are they going to get here? And then it seems like everything shows up at once instead of trickling in. And then you feel rushed because, you know, you've only got, you're kind of time sensitive with some of it in a way. So, you know, it's like, I don't want this to sit here a month or two months before I get to it. But if I've got four other things before it that haven't come in yet, what do you, what are you going to do? You know, I use the thing. I usually say six, six to eight weeks. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, that just, is normally that's normally the time limit I put on it as well for, before it starts, uh, because I do multiple pieces of content. I'll do usually several videos, do a lot of social stuff, uh, and then do a, a written review as well. Yeah, so, most, most of the stuff I do event reviews, <laughs> either for MLN and stuff. Most of it's news, so I yeah. turn out a news article every day, sometimes multiple ones. Right. So I I use that as. Uh, my weekly palate cleanser. All right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it can be crazy. Um, yeah, I, I just looked it up. Um, and it, it's midnight ride media was not who I worked with when they had it. Um, there you go. It's a, it's a, another one. Maybe I'll contact them and be like, Hey, I got a rock. Well, I knew, I knew that it ghost out there said that, that, that uh, midnight rides Jacobs company. Um, but yeah, I knew that, that, that Jacob and, uh, Riley and them, I knew that they did something with media, but I didn't know, um, I didn't remember the name of their company or anything. So it's just, that was just interesting. I mean, it's kind of that small world and what we talked about with, you know, after hours and not the show after hours, but after chat, you know, the private chat where we're talking and the networking and a lot of times you don't realize, but you'll talk to somebody and then you'll have a mutual acquaintance of some sort so it was just really weird when they sent me over there and jacob was like you know i applied he had to fill out this uh thing on uh, midnight ride the website 
And uh, I filled it out almost immediately got an email back and he says, I think I know you. I think <laughs> like, and I'm like, um, and, and when he replied back to me saying that, that he thought he knew me, I seen that his email was consultcarry.com. And I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah, you know me because it's, yeah, it's you and Riley. and Yeah, exactly. So small world, you know, that's all I can say. Yeah. Um, I, I actually reach out. I'm actually on their mailing list. I was looking up some stuff and uh, I went to see the marketing company I worked with because I have a, like a, pistols and stuff like that so um it wasn't them um but i i am on the mailing list so i don't know i got on the mailing list but whatever <laughs> so um i will reach out to them because yeah it's different it's but yeah i was just like you know i was like i've never had a company ghost me out there they gave me guns and it looks like the whole the other marketing companies now shut down so there you go. Maybe that's why. Maybe they were they were going out of business. So I want to give them the guns back if they want them. <laughs> well, I could give you the contact I've got if you you know if you need yeah. them or like I said, just get with you know Jacob and them. So just get with them and no, no, I'll just email Jacob. Um, yeah, you can still have both, and I would just if you've had them very long, they probably just tell you to keep them. It's not worth the hassle to try probably to figure it all out. Probably about two years. Yeah, I'd probably tell you just it's not worth a hassle to try to figure all that mess out from two years ago. Just happy they're, birthday, keep them. Yeah, they're still packed up and stuff like that. It's just haven't you haven't fired them or anything since their reviews are done because you know it's not right. So like once I like a twenty two TCM and a nine millimeter nineteen eleven, and the other one is like of the when when they're. Remember their, where their VRP 100 shotgun came out with the big 21 mag, I mean, 21 shell magazine? That's what I have. Oh, okay. Just with the semi auto bullpup they had shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Right before that launched, they sent me one. I am not into the bullpup thing, man. It depends, man. There's some really cool bullpups out there. Maybe I'm not into it, man. I, they're cool at all. I just ain't, just ain't into it, man. I'm, I'm fuddy-duddy about a lot of things. I swear, dude, uh, I walk in, and I know we're getting close to your time, so just tell, tell me to shut up if you need to, but... um. You know, I was walking through earlier, and I've got I had several ARs laid out, and they didn't have any magazines in them. Um, I'd been doing some taking some pictures, working with some things, doing some stuff, and they were kind of lined out there. Like I said, I had no magazines, and you know, I got to thinking, you know, and this is a matter of opinion, and everybody's opinion is different, but if I would be totally fine with the the looks. I would be totally fine with the looks of a flush fit magazine in an AR. I don't have to have a big, huge magazine sticking out the bottom of it. Um, now, with that said, I'm not for restrictions. And if you like that and want that or need that or whatever, you should darn well have the right to have it. But uh, I was looking at it just thinking, it's just so sleek and sexier looking when it's, you know, at most a 20 round magazine. And I, I don't know, maybe it's, watching old Vietnam War movies or something like that, but it just, 
I don't know. It just looks better to me. So you wouldn't want to have an AUG? Right. I, would love I didn't say I wouldn't have one. You know, it depends on if I've got to buy it or if somebody's just going to send it to me to play with and say, okay, keep it or whatever. But I don't foresee myself ever buying, ever spending money on a bullpup. I just don't. The AUG is... Yeah, but... It be, on my bucket list, I don't have. But, but I want what a, But then what do they cost? I'm never going to buy something like that. Oh, no, I'm not going to buy it either. It's way too much. <laughs> you know, there's so many more on the list that, you know, if I'm going to spend that, I mean, one that's that's always eluded me is the uh, the M1A, you know, um, the the M14, basically, or whatever, uh, has consistently eluded me, man. I've gotten close to having enough money to get one and then something else come along because I'm a. Uh, I'm more a uh, uh, opportunistic buyer, and I'd get you know almost enough money to within a few hundred bucks of okay I can get that, and then the next thing you know, local gun shop has something and it's half what you could you know it's it's a heck of a deal, and uh, I just investment wise I can't pass that up, and you know so I spend three four five hundred bucks of what you know i've got saved up on that and it's like okay start over again and so finally i just kind of gave up i'm like look i'm not even going to try to save money for one anymore if it happens it happens if i come into some money from something you know then maybe and seriously considered it with the first round of trump money uh that's still sitting in the savings account right now but uh that was sort of my thought when, you know, everybody got 1200 bucks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, that would, that would certainly do it. That would, that you know, would get me one. You know, they sent me the card that you can withdraw on. Oh yeah. 1200 bucks. Except, um, I didn't qualify. So there wasn't any money on the card. They sent you a card that had no money. Well, that's a bomber, dude. Yeah, I got so excited when I on there, and it said, balance, zero, zero. That <laughs> sucks. Holy moly, dude. That does suck. I'm sorry. It was kind of a... Uh, I cried. I was so excited. I was like, oh, like I have plans for this money. Like, nope. <laughs> It's like F you. <laughs> oh my god, that sucks. But what can you do? I I got the card. I, I saved the card for my kid so I can give it to him when he grows up. <laughs> I don't know what else to do with it besides throw it away. And the government paid to make a card with zero money on it, so I feel bad throwing it away because it was our money. Well, they look at them making pennies, for example, and. You know, other things. It's government is really good at waste. Yeah, we all, we all know this. So, yeah. All right, it's been an hour, so I'm gonna let you go so you can get ready for whatever else you have going on this evening. Awesome. All right, I just want to remind everyone. I'm gonna give you the final word, but I want to remind everyone: Patreon.com/slash John Crump and we have the new patches. I'm gonna I'm gonna show the patch one more time. The sexy patch, which you can if you become a Patreon, you will definitely get. Or you can go for the yeah, or you can go for the free order of the patch at the link in the chat. 
you can pre-order it there or five dollars here. Uh, I know uh, Joe Drag already got got one. Um, he didn't one definitely got one, but he, he he will get one shipped out when they come in. Uh, they should ship no later than October first from here. So I should be getting them be- way before then. Have you got any of uh? Have you got what patches of mine do you have? Do you have all my patches? I don't have any of your patches. You don't have any of my patches? We may have to do a trade then. Oh, yeah, I'm, you can have this one. We may have to do you, a trade. You're part of the crumpy militia. Oh, if you don't have any of mine, I've got three. I think at this point. Yeah, well, this uh, I got two. <laughs> So. Then I got one coming, another one coming. So then, I'll, I'll trade you three for two. I don't mind. All right. That works for me, man. That definitely works for me. All right. I'm going to give Clover Tax the final word out there. Uh, so go ahead. And by the way, thank you for Hawaiian Hut. You can use, I forgot to do a little plug. Uh, you can use code Crumpy at HawaiianHouse.org and for 10% off, HawaiianHouse.org. All right. Go ahead. So Chris out there says shoot an FN FS2000. You'll enjoy the bullpup. Uh, have shot that, and I'm still not. A, I'm just not a. I'm not a. I'm not a fan. I'm not just not a fan. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody's got their things, man. I don't like large magazines and ARs apparently. So everybody's got their thing. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, here in about I guess a couple of hours we will be over on Ghost Tactical, or I will be, uh, hopefully hanging out. And uh, go check out Ghost Tactical's Instagram uh, and also Digi Trigger because they're giving away a Digi Trigger. So you definitely, want to, get, you definitely want to get in on that. So if you're out there, if you're listening to this in enough time, uh, yeah, hit those up and then jump over there on uh, the Ghost Tactical channel here in a couple hours. For me, I've got a uh, video drop that. Uh, will happen here very very shortly uh and had a video drop yesterday had one i think saturday so there's been several and uh yeah check those out on the channel if you if you get a chance for sure thanks for the uh the chat john it's been fun yeah it's been fun oh yeah by the way i dropped a video earlier on today everyone should go look at it i i think it's very important um for everyone to look at it and uh we've got an article coming out on, on it too that's all i'll say I don't want to be demonetized. <laughs> All right. And I will see you guys later. I'm going to play the outro and then we all run.